Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Westy. So all the scratchings information through there and, of course, the TAB website. Uh, if you missed anything, you can jump on there and uh, and find out the information. Let's get into our panel and punters post-mortem on this Tuesday. I'll say good day to Ron Duffersey first. How are you, Duff? Yeah, good. Thanks, Dave. Looking forward to this morning. It was um, so much, you know, so many stories from Saturday and some great racing, plenty of horses to follow. And, and that was backed up, obviously, by a terrific meeting at uh, Flemington as well. Yeah, it was a great weekend of racing. Dean Lester is in our Melbourne studio. Morning, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Morning, all. And Glenn Munsey is also on board. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ronnie. Morning, Dino. Beautiful day again. Uh, best time of year for weather-wise, uh, Sydney. It, uh, it certainly is. It's a cracking day at the moment. Not a cloud in the sky. Duff, let's start uh, with the Sydney meeting and let's start with uh, the Epsom Uh Joe Pride has been on this program, and I know he's been on the Saturday mornings with yourself, Ray, and Munns, and continued to be asked about Private Eye, even back uh, when it won that uh, that Queensland Guineas up there, uh, and it was always Epsom, it was always Golden Eagle. What a master trainer, mate. He is a master trainer, um, and the master of a tried horse, we, we, I keep saying, he is, how many times he gets a horse, and Eduardo's... And, uh, one and you could go back to many many others that he's got that he, he keeps going not that this horse is um, a horse that he's picked up as a tried horse but he's had this horse all along but he's had so much confidence in this horse and it was again um, to see there on Saturday uh, he's a he's really come of age this horse and he'd have a have to be a you know real live chance in this upcoming Golden Eagle and and we go back to that uh, last run in the Ritchie, and uh, that was that track where uh, all that form has stood up for those horses that uh, were in quicksand out wide, and mm. that was evident on Saturday with four or, four or five of them, and won't stop there. But uh, he was great. Arameo, he presented to win, didn't he? I know he got held up for a little while there, but when he got out, he, he had his chance. He was terrific, going really well, that horse. I thought Dallas Am was fantastic. Um, he was the only survivor of all those go-forward horses when they went out so hard, and I thought he was gallant in defeat. And, uh, <clears throat> he could run well on a Cox Plate, Dallas Ann. I'm not saying he'd win one, but he, he just looks in sensational order. Um, what do we want to say about the rest of the field? Ice Bath, well, um, you'll never know. She's just jinxed that man um, to think, you know, she's been narrowly beaten in so many uh, big big races and then you could you just go to bed thinking what would it could have happened there because she was coming going as well as the winner at the same time and just running to uh, dead ends everywhere there Mawanga was great um, fast race wide no cover so he's on target if they want to go to the Golden Eagle I thought Lions Raw run better um, that's a big improvement from him second up there and and uh, well, Rock overachieved probably, and Cascadian did his thing. He he, he ran well, but um, Hungry Heart was the other one. No real excuse, but might want further now. Okay. Munns, uh, just on the, the betting on this match, before I get to you, Dino, um, this match, the, this particular race, um, Private Eye was the SP of 11, but was he quite popular with punters, considering you know there'd been that chat about him? And I know that he was a firmer when markets first opened, that final field. 
Uh, well, Dave, this is a little bit strange in a way because uh, this field came out on Tuesday and he was the best firm Tuesday through to Thursday. He was $13 into as short as $8 Tuesday to Thursday. And then from Thursday to Friday, uh, Saturday morning, he was uh, $8 back out to 13 but then firmed again uh, back into an $11 chance with us. So, you know, he was always a very, very popular horse, uh, Private Eye. And I, and I think... Um, you know, you get you get dramatic firms sort of in the first, you know, twenty four hours straight after the barrier draw. Uh, people look at the look at the draws, and typically those that are you know inside half firm, outside half drift. And you know, he he drew barrier seven, and and probably a lot of people said, well, you know, that's a good barrier for him. Uh, you know, look at the look at the horses he's been around, and and horses that are that was shorter in the market than him, and they said, well, hang on, no, no, he he's got to be probably the horse you want to back. You you know, uh, and and then they start to back to back others in the race, and he gets back out. But you know, he still he still started a shorter price on Saturday than he went up on Tuesday. Is there, Dino, anything in the race? I know, obviously, Duff gave us a, a pretty extensive chat then on, on runners, but was there anything in the race that maybe you were a bit disappointed with? Um, not disappointed, but I certainly think Hungry Heart's looking for further. Uh, and uh, no, not not particularly. Okay. Uh, I, just more in admiration of Dallas. And uh, I just wonder if he goes better right-handed. I, I wonder if he should start there for the, uh, what do you got next, the Craven Craven? Craven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, stay up there for that. And uh, he'd be very hard to beat, I would have thought. So uh, he's just, you know, he's, what's he had? Four runs uh, in Sydney in the last six, seven months. Ran well in a rider, a Doncaster, Queen Elizabeth, now an Epsom. And it's a, it's a good body of work without having won one. Certainly the case. Uh, let's jump down to Melbourne, Dino, and, and bring you in here for the Tab Turnbull. Just how bloody good is this horse incentivised? Because he looked gone um, on the turn. He was sort of, you know... They were looming, but he just seems to just find another gear. Yeah, I think what well, you know, I think the tougher it is, the better he is. So that was a yeah, as as hard a, and as under pressure as he looked, uh, he was going to be the last man standing, and he he did it again. And uh, it was a it was a slog, and it wasn't wait for age; it was set weight and penalties. So a horse like Young Verda got that significant weight uh, advantage on him, and looked like he had him at the two hundred, but. Uh, couldn't peg him back. Uh, it was a strange race early. Uh, you know, I think uh, they erred tactically with Sir Dragono. They had, a, I think, a mindset that they hadn't been able to beat very elegant from behind her, so they had to get in front of her. But the only way, only spot she was gonna, he was going to be in front of her was three wide. So he was three wide on a fast speed. Uh, very elegant. Uh, if in the first you know, half of a race, if she goes above standard time, she becomes a little bit vulnerable, and she went, you know, to, you know, to about uh, about nine lengths above average to the, you know, the to the, the eight hundred meter mark. So that that's her little vulnerability. That's the thing that uh, you know she likes to come off the speed that bit more. And uh, when she peeled out, you thought, well, she'll yeah, you know, she'll be there, but she couldn't couldn't get past. And and ultimately, then the next wave of horses and the real stayers like Young Verda and Chapada were able to get into the placing. So it was a it was an unusual race because it was such a High pressure race. Often the Turnbulls a bit of a uh, bit of a shadow box because they're all getting ready for their grand finals. But uh, they they laid it out there on Saturday, and it was a it was a full on contest. Can he be beaten in a Caulfield Cup? From what you've you've seen of him, or is he still, you know, is he still going to be? You know, is it diff- just different ball game? Getting to Caulfield twenty four hundred, or from what you've yeah. seen, you know, you. So the ticks are, you know, 2,400 is going to be a tick for him. Caulfield's still, he's got to, 
get around. Uh, he he seems to look a little bit awkward even at Flemington, but Brett Preble said he's riding the track okay, uh, riding the left-handed way okay. Uh, I, I still keep coming back to I know he won with set weights and penalties on Saturday, but uh, if they bided their time a little bit, they'd have two and a half kilos less, and it might be significant late in the race. But looking at who he's got to beat, he deserves to be a short price favourite, and I think if if Peter Moody can keep him in the form he's been in the two runs, he's got to be the one to beat. Duff, I know. Oh, you go, Munns. Is it easier to get around Caulfield when you're an on-pace runner rather than sort of if you get on the wrong leg, on, on, you know, when they start to turn? Oh, and it's more the, the 1,400 and the mile races are the ones that really horses struggle at, Munns, because they jump virtually onto that corner and onto that hill. And they if they get on the wrong leg, then they're just on the wrong leg. Uh, 2,400's a bit different and... The turnout of the straight's a lot better camber than it was probably in the days of where, you know, we, we you know you think of Kingston Town crabbing around there in a Caulfield Cup and things like that. So, uh, I think I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. And as you said, he's non-pacer, and uh, we'd never seen Might and Power go left-handed at Caulfield until the Caulfield Cup, and it it uh, he, he he switched onto it and was pretty good at it. Duff, you were lucky enough to see this horse over the winter carnival, and I've asked this before, but. Is he taking a breath away when you see him on the monitor? Because um, you've seen him in the flesh. He's not. He's not like this unbelievable standout horse. No, he's he's just a. He just captures the punter's attention because of his racing style and his heart and his will to win. And you know, you know what you're going to get with him. You're not going to get back in the ruck and and have excuses now and again. He he's just there. As far as being an even money, you know, at mm. this stage for the Caulfield Cup. I think you're going to get that on the day anyway. You know what happens if we get a drop of rain, and sometimes Caulfield can go off and come down the middle late in the day, and there's all those little variables that stop you from saying, "Oh, just get on this." Um, but he's he's obviously a, a terrific horse, and you don't you don't win so many races in a row unless you've got plenty of talent. And to do what he did over over winter. Um, just taking those next steps all the way through and then go bang, bang in Melbourne. Um, you've got to sit up and take notice, surely. Um, how's he coming along, Dino? Explosive Jack. He's coming along really well, Duff. Uh, another really, really good run. It's been a low-key build-up because he's uh, all qualified up and he went very deep, so I don't think uh, uh, I don't think they've been in any hurry to really have him uh, at you know, peak fitness, but he's working through the line in his races, uh, and uh, I think he'll be close to his best on uh, Caulfield Cup day, and then and and still with the Melbourne Cup to come. So, yeah, he's he's going nicely. Uh, that was another good build-up run, uh, and you know that when they get to a mile and a half, there's not you know there was very little between him and Young Verder in the uh, in the Derby, so that'd be much the same again at, at a mile and a half. I'd imagine come Caulfield Cup time. Let's come back to Sydney. Uh, Metropolitan, obviously the the off-track story of Huey getting uh, 100 Group 1 wins, which is uh, outstanding. Uh, what a ride he has been on. It's not finished yet, but another very similar to Joe Pryor, Duff, Montefilia, David Payne having a lot of confidence in this particular mare, saying this is the plan, this is what we're doing, and the plan will and truly came off. 
Yes, it certainly did, and she was terrific, and and a great great effort by Yui. We, uh, it's not a hundred Group Ones; it's a, a marvellous achievement from him. But I, I think this mare with fifty-two kilos in a Caulfield Cup. If you give me a hundred-dollar bonus bet now and say here have it on something, um, you know, incentivise or Montefilia at the price, I'd throw it on Montefilia because she'll run really well. Um, like they they ran fast enough time in the race, so I think she ticks that mile and a half box now that we've a lot of queried all the way through but I just think she's got to be ridden quiet at a mile and a half and I think when she got to the Oaks she was ridden too close as a three-year-old and David's had a lot of confidence in her she's very strong she's that wide probably not a not a disadvantage late in the day but she still did it over over a trip and I don't think we can take anything away from her Um, he was terrific on Taunt, he backed up three weeks running there. Harpo Marks just loves Ramwick. And I thought that the horses to follow out of this race, um, I don't know, well, there's got to be a race for Luncies if they take him to Melbourne, not the Cups. But there's, you know, those those those, those provincial country Cups. He, he'd be a good thing in one of those. And Zarek likewise. And they were tied up on the inside there. And I thought they did well. And Charm Star is on the improve as well. But... She's a good mare, and she'll run well in the Caulfield Cup. She certainly will. Uh, similar story with betting with this, Munns. I just want to ask you, so on Taunt John SP favourite, but did the computers or the big boys hone in on anything particular? Uh, well, she she firmed uh, Montefiore. She, well, she got to as much as $7, Dave, and was back into sort of six five fifty when they jumped. Uh, of those out, of, you know, on Taunt held his spot there, um, he, he was he went up seven dollars on Saturday morning, and by the time we did the preview at ten o'clock, was a four dollar chance. Well, he he got back to being a five dollar chance uh, when they jumped, but that that's a decent go in a Group One race, even to firm up in the morning from seven dollars in. Uh, no compromise was well supported. Uh, there was you know Luncey's firmed all the way. Zarek sort of held his spot there. It was one of those races where, um, you know, there, there was a lot of horses out of the market. And they sort of stayed out of the market without something that was sort of, you know, around that $14, $15 chance. Um, you know, they didn't firm into single figures or anything like that. So the market stayed fairly static. Just a text on the text line here uh, for you as well, Glenn. What was the best go of the day in Sydney that landed? Um, was it Mars oh. Crusader? Was that the one they really just wanted to keep backing? Uh, uh, oh, no, I wouldn't say, you know, he was one that... You know, I'd probably say think it over, Dave, uh, mm. for a horse that sort of w- was there. Um, you know, w- when you consider, you know, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd only started sort of a short price favourite once in his life, and that was back in the February 2020 in a benchmark 70 at Canterbury, and he ran fourth in the field of seven. And here he is, you know, going round odds on in a, in a Group 2 race and was always sort of, you know, he was 190 in the morning, got into as short as 175, finished 180, sort of to, to hold your mark there at those sort of prices, you know. Mars Crusader was 220 out to 250, um, you know, so uh, I'd say, you know, probably think it over because most of the other, you know, really sort of uh, solid goes uh, got beat, um, or, you know, the the winners were drifters. You know, when you consider the two-year-old winner, Cool and Gatter, uh, if they kept going, if the, the race was another five minutes later, it would have ran $3 after it was $1.70 in the morning. They yeah, what was got all that one wrong. 
Yeah, what was all that about, uh, Duff? Uh, just on that tier, I was going to bring this up, but um, obviously it was very short. I know the guys on the punters panel were sort of, you know, honing in, thinking, well, you know, is this the next um, beauty? And then just wanted to drift. I know that I noted they wanted to back Annabelle's horse, Mumbai Jewel. It was a, a big trim. Um, did that surprise you? Did you get a little bit concerned when you start seeing, you know, a, a, a dollar seventy, dollar eighty shot, you know, nearly touching three dollars and in certain parts? Couldn't believe it. It all happened very late, uh, that where it got out to that big odds. You know, I think it was a race to say, okay, let's uh, the, 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 this smells. We all want to lay it, um, but mm. I mean, there was never any indications that she she was good in the yard. Um, we all saw the trial. It was one of the great mysteries of the world. Um, if they if they were trying to, to to get her beat in some way, was it because of the map? Like, what would be the reason? In your mind, um, before they obviously jumped, that that she drifted the way she did, would it, was it map related, or was it the way the track Probably. was playing? Or no, there was too early. To, there was too early yeah. to gauge a track pattern, and I think maybe it might have been a map. There's some fast horses underneath her, and uh, that was the only issue, you know, I had with her, and she just took that out of the equation. She didn't matter. She sat three deep outside the leaders, and and did what her stable mate did last year in Thar. And probably in a more emphatic style. So she's a good filly. She's a good filly. Uh, Dino, any data to come out of the um, the gym crack? Um, and what did you think? I mean, obviously visually impressive. Uh, visually very impressive. And, uh, yeah, everything everything about uh, that performance uh, was backed up. So, uh, you know, you'd have to think uh, uh, that... Yeah, I just like the the manner in which uh, she went about it. Uh, just quickened down and and it wasn't uh, too revvy, Duff. Just just a very professional performance. Oh yeah, she was uh, she was it's just a natural two year old. Yeah, who's sensible, uh, doesn't over race, a push button. There are those two we spoke about there. The two of Annabelle's are the ones to follow: Wild Calm and Mumbai Jewel. They're they're both That's big terrific. improvers, condition-wise, and I think even though the, she stands alone, Cool and Gatter, uh, Wild Calm and Mumbai Jewel are definitely worth following. Okay, yeah. both went home very quick. Those two late in the mm. race. Yeah, you know, for mm. for babies having their first start, they were very very good late, and uh, not crunched down either. Yep. We're going to take a break, boys. Uh, 9.26. Uh, give us a call, punters. The phone lines are open. 13.53.53 is uh, that number. Give us a call and you can ask Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey, any questions over the weekend. When we return, we're going to jump down to Melbourne. We'll have a look at the Dane Hill Stakes with Dean Lester. The Spring Champion 2019. Shadow Heroes closing in with Castor The Spring Champion 2020. Montefilia working into the clear and starting to build up the rest. Lions Roar takes the lead. Montefilia giving chase. Lions Roar in front from Montefilia in the broken clear from Love Tap. Lions Roar still in front. Montefilia, she has to dig deep the filly. And Montefilia claims the two group ones in a week. One more time. The Spring Champion 2021 this Saturday. Prague, new to Kiora in 2021. He ticks all the boxes. He's a lovely physical. He's very natural and he's got a beautiful temperament. Prague takes the lead at the 175. Prague going well in the lead. Push right out Prague. Beat Global Quest second. 
Prague got the upper hand at the 100 and starts to draw away now, Prague. Prague goes on to win it. Prague, a multiple two-year-old group-winning son of Redoute's choice. New to Kiora in 2021. Right now, it's mate's time at Toyota Material Handling with their ultimate year-end event. Choose from their massive range of market-leading Toyota forklifts, plus warehouse sweepers and scrubbers, lift platforms, skid steers, and more. If you need it, Toyota Material Handling has it. And purchase any new product for the chance to win one of two Hilux Workmate Utes, valued at over $40,000. For the ultimate year-end event, check out toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. T's and C's apply. Ends December 31. New South Wales permit number NTP slash 02390. Now, does your horse struggle to finish their feed during race preps or not happy with how they look on race day? Give yourself peace of mind, like many other trainers, with Pride's Easy Performance. By improving appetite with our highly palatable set recipe feed, you can ensure your horse will be licking their feed bin, guaranteeing they get the nutrition they need to get them through the prep, get the win, and bounce back after race day. Make the switch to Pride's Easy Performance and start getting the results you've been chasing. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tab's best starting price, guaranteed. And the new Kia Nero electric SUV. Australia's broadest range of electric SUVs. TNC supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Hey, welcome back to Punters Postmortem. You're with uh, uh, Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey and Dave Stanley. And we're up here until 10 o'clock. Uh, plenty of calls coming through on that uh, number, 1350-353, if you've got any questions for our panel. Before the break, though, Dino, I said we were going to talk about the Danehill Stakes. What about this horse, Kalos? Uh, we saw it at Hawkesbury uh, in a pretty much a barrier trial with J-Mac on board, but goes down and takes on some pretty nice uh, speedsters and gets the job done. What did you make of it? Oh, he was he was very impressive. We've seen him before in Melbourne. Uh, he'd been down the straight before and he had form around General Bow, but he was a couple of lengths behind him, whether it be in jump outs or in a race. Uh, so he turned that around on Saturday and he basically was never going to lose the race. Uh, he travelled comfortably, had a pretty easy run in the middle stages and then uh, quickened down well. The figures out of the race were pretty plain, but uh, he was a you know, significant winner. Uh, General Bow ran well. I'm not giving up on the filly, give me par. I think uh, probably Jai McNeil, by his own admission, took the wrong option about the 300. He could have actually followed the winner through and would have run second, I think, but went back to the inside and just never got really uh, in the in good galloping rhythm. And uh, the two that uh, was hard to work out, Ranch Hand might have got in an awkward spot, was building speed, but the last 150 was plain and ingratiating. Uh, well, he actually had a a mishap in the, the horse stalls earlier in the day. He was inspected past fit to run. He just seemed a, a bit agitated. He missed the start. He raced poorly. Uh, you know, whether the incident earlier in the day or he just had a beanie's bonnet, he just didn't go at all. And we've never seen him do that. Uh, and all of his form is around the horses that ran uh, top five, top six. Uh, he's, he's either had the better of them or been right around them. So uh, he just didn't turn up. Just on some of the other beaten uh, horses, uh, Mornington Glory, what did you make of um, the run there? Um, and are they still pressing on to the Coolmore? Oh, I, look, I suppose. I, it's hard to know because I don't know if, you know, I think a lot of people thought this would be the uh, the race going forward that might solve the, the uh, Coolmore problems or the, the, the puzzle. Uh, we saw September run dominate this race last year and come out and win the Coolmore a month later, but... Uh, I don't know if uh, if 
it was that good a guide. The figures were poor. Uh, as Mornington Glory ran about the same as he did at Bendigo uh, when you look at uh, performance-wise. So was that the uh, you know the run of a horse you know, going going forward uh, to a race like that? And then I just wonder, Duff, as a horse like uh, Minsk Moment, who one of the lesser race at Mooney Valley. I wonder if he's a rapid improver and could just burst on the scene late and, and win a race like the Coolmore, uh, you know, sort of typical Wallace style. Yeah, it's, it looks one of those years, doesn't it, where there's no real boom um, on a couple of these sprinters. And I, I must say, I did go back and look at Ming's moment, and it was very, very good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he had to he, jump across heels. and Yeah, uh, and he's got quality by the look of him. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, is it like do we come back to the obvious, like a, a nice and fresh in, on the in the Congo, and would you know does he he comes right back into play for the Coolmore as well? If, if well, they... he, he certainly could, and and then there's you know, you have uh, next week's Blue Sapphire where Profiteer runs. Now we've only seen Profiteer down the straight once, and I still think that was his best run. So uh, maybe he'll be at his best down the straight uh, in in a race like the Coolmore. We've got some callers, guys. We've got uh, our first caller this morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Yeah, good day. Good day, Ron. One, one or two little questions. How are you, Ron? Good day, Brian. Mate, Charm Star in the Metrop. I thought she was pretty unlucky not to even run a pace. Uh, yeah, do she. Do you know where she'd be going, mate? I don't know. Crystal Placer somewhere. And we know how well he places his horses. It's got to be, I think she proved it's got to be dry on Saturday. And yeah. he was he was raving about it before a first up run. And she did nothing on those wet tracks. And That's right. It was, it was expected that she'd improve on Saturday. And she did that at a good level. Uh, so she's yeah. a strong staying, strong staying filly. And, uh, yeah, I think you're on the right track there. Just I, I don't know whether he, 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 where he's thinking, Sydney, Melbourne... But would he'll she pick be him qualified up. for the Caulfield Cup, mate, or would you? Oh, I, I wouldn't think so. I'm not sure. I don't know where she sits there. Which right um, one's that, Duff? A charm star. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Why don't, why, uh, why don't you just have an early pick and contest on the pick the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup winners? Oh, that's easy, oh. yeah. Yeah, I had enough trouble with <laughs> And then we could take the double, and we could take the double and the same horse the to same win horse. both. Yeah, yeah right. good luck. Yeah, and get half the price. Mm. <laughs> oh, not you, necessarily. Brian. No, depending. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, depending. Good on it's you, a mate. Slight, it's a scale, Dean. It's not, you know, straight okay. half. Yeah. Number 40 charm star in the uh, Caulfield Cup at, uh, at okay. the moment. Luke's on the line. Morning, Luke. Morning, fellas. How are we? Well, good, mate. Just uh, wondering uh, where Charlie... Where you guys think Charlie Rose sits right now? Like, uh, is it straight to the Melbourne Cup for it, or...? Oh, well, they're right on the. I mean, they're on the borderline of getting a run. They're thirty-one at the moment, but knowing the attrition each year, uh, they're probably getting closer to to getting a start. But I, I think she'll probably go to the Geelong Cup. I think uh, that group of uh, horses that finished directly behind uh, Grand Promenade, the likes of Charlie Rose and Pondus, and a couple of others, they'll probably go down that path because they're. Uh, Charlie Rose thirty-one, Ponders thirty-seven. Uh, they could shore up a a spot in the in the Melbourne Cup uh, with a, a good run. And what at did Geelong. you think of a run on the weekend? Yeah, it was good. I thought she had every chance. Uh, yeah. I thought he gave her a great ride from the draw, uh, but it was uh, and it was a solid test, and she ran really well. I mean, she's going, she's going as you know as well as you'd wanted to go at this stage, and she's going to uh, if she can get in 
into the cup with that uh, with 51 kilos. And if she won at Geelong, well, she'd probably get a half kilo and that would get her in. But so you're looking at 51 and a half or something. She'd be very competitive. I think she's a dark horse, fellas. Beautiful. Uh, just on that race, what do we do with Pondus? Dino, well, I was on Pondus and I saw the money come for it. Um, is that a pass mark or were you disappointed with the rum? Uh, I think it was more than a pass mark and I think that... Uh, uh, the stable were the most surprised to see him lead because I think when you know that uh, you've got uh, a Waterhouse runner that likes to roll along in front uh, that uh, in Knight's order uh, was there in the race and Pondus actually took it up from Knight's order, I think they were the most surprised. But uh, he ran well, Pondus. Uh, he's no, he's ticking over okay. Uh, that that group, uh, Aura Salino, ran well with a big weight. Um, yeah. It was a terrific run. And uh, and Realm of Flowers from the back, she had no hope from the back, given the way it was a bit of the day at Flemington, uh, especially in the circle races. It was hard to make ground out wide, and Realm of Flowers kept finding the line, and she did beat Grand Promenade in the Andrew Ramsden. So, yeah, all of these local horses, and, and because we're not looking at too many internationals, this is getting like an old-style Melbourne Cup. We're looking at the Bart Cummings. We're looking at the Metropolitan Geelong Cup, Caulfield Cup. So, uh, yeah, we've got to take specific notice of where they all sort of fit in i haven't really i haven't really sort of delved into it is there uh, is there an international that 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 stands out or anything what what is here actually oh well they're not here yet but uh there's only two two more to come uh would be spanish mission who's the obviously the one with the stradivarius form and uh uh, he won the Yorkshire Cup beating Santiago, which is great form, and the subjectivist form, third in the Gold Cup and second to, and in the Lonsdale Cup. So he's got great form lines, uh, but he's got 57 kilos and he's not arriving till Caulfield Cup day. Uh, Craig Williams is riding him. And uh, Twilight Payment, last year's winner, he's coming out on, the, the, he's coming out on Caulfield Cup day as well. So uh, other than that... Uh, the other ones in the order of entry, Gold Trip, we'll see in the Cox Plate. Whether he'd go on to the Melbourne Cup would be subjective. Uh, there's a horse called Away He Goes. I haven't heard anything about it coming out. Uh, and they're about the... All, all the rest have uh, local form. Hmm. All right. Uh, beautiful. All, all raced here now, yeah. Stephen's on the line. Morning, Stephen. Uh, no, Dean... Um could you tell me who would be riding Explosive Jack in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup, please? I would think Johnny Allen's riding him. Uh, yeah, he'll ride him. Yeah, good, that's all. Thank you. Yep. He's Beautiful. All the way through. Yep. Um, just on the Edward Manifold, Dino, there's a couple of texts here coming in. Uh, what did you make of the winner, Elusive Express? And what did you make of Clary's horse as well, um, which is the reduced Mokalua. choice filly, uh, Mokalua? Yeah. Uh, forgiving of Mokalura, as I said, it was not a day you wanted to be off the rail. The rail played very well, and she was, well, you don't want to be three wide any time. She was three wide and no cover, and I thought she stuck at it okay. Uh, and I think if she can draw a better gate in a race like the Ethereal, uh, she could run well. The winner was good. Uh, because it's a, a year where the Phillies have been sort of mixing and matching at big odds uh, in the lead-ups down here, we've had Queen of, uh, Queen of uh, Dubai and... Uh, bonds abroad, um, uh, bonds of pearl, I should say, and and then of course uh, never been kissed, winning the flight. So there've been log odds winners. I'd be sort of having a go at the guineas with the uh, with Elusive Express. The one thing is that the Freedmans have also got Zuzarella there as favourite, so maybe they have got a good yardstick there uh, with 
whether elusive express is good enough. But she's going like a filly that ultimately would get to the Oaks. Right. It's going to be an impossible race this thousand guineas, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's a dart job. Well, they're not. There's nothing standing out. They're not. Uh, and and that whole Phillies group's been like that all the way through, Duff, from when they were two-year-olds, you know, even the lead-ups to the slipper, we saw them, at, you know, inferior to the Colts and not much between them, uh, and this is the same. There's one there at 101, um, a filly called Akira, Achira. Lee and Cherie Curtis have got it. Yep. I've, always, I've always liked her, and I reckon she's coming of age. I don't know if she's going to get a run. Um, yeah, just... Well, he said on social media the other day mm. that uh, it was off to Melbourne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She only won at Goulburn, but she's on the improved that filly, and she's always looked to stay at me. Eh? We'll and Dino, Dino, this it's not midweek anymore. I, I did see yeah, that it's Wednesday. It, it, it is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, yep. so they've gone back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, they've gone back to the. Uh, yeah, well, it was for about uh, 30 years. It would be better well, if they'd gone back even further and made it Caulfield Cup Day. It would have been better again because it would have been two weeks after the flight and two weeks before the wakeful, but uh, not mm. quite to be. Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, just a question for um, Duff and Dino. First of all, Duff, uh, yes, hungry hard. I called you last week. Caulfield Cup. Mate, she's got to be a Caulfield Cup horse, hasn't she? She's yeah, well, after... She's lost the, the zip out of her legs. Yeah, I think um, I think he might be swaying that way now. He'd be swaying to she's not sharp enough for a golden eagle. No, nah, that's, a... yeah. that's what. Yeah, so I I, I think she'll I think she'll go to Melbourne now. Or be more yeah. Cox Plate McKinnon maybe. Yeah, be Cox rather than the big yeah. jump. She's definitely lost that zip out of her legs. Yeah, she's a real stayer now. Once yeah, she might be. Yeah, Capital of Sunset. Will that definitely go to the Oaks? Yes. Yeah, she's favourite for the Oaks, isn't she, Munns, I think? Um, yeah, uh, what one, sorry? Kapalua Cap- Sunset. Oh, um, she was favourite. Um, yeah, she's... I mean, she beat up on nothing at Kyneton, but she looks very good. And Brett Preble won that superimposed on Saturday uh, on El Patroness, and he said, this is a nice filly, but it won't get near its stable, mate. So that was a good enough oh, lead for me. That's, that's a nice leg up. Yeah, because after they... She's only had two runs off. Well, they might have pulled the old immature... No, no, no. Danny's got uh, he's got the bases loaded for the Oaks and the Derby, and uh, certainly the Oaks fillies are ticking over beautifully. Yeah, they've done that with six dollar favourite at the moment. Yeah, they've done that with it's a done deal last year. Now we'll save him, but you you don't knock back a a gift horse in the mouth. He hasn't raced since. No, well, he fractured a pelvis. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, ain't no deal done. done. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks, mate. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for your call. A uh, couple of texts on the text line um, here. Um, firstly, uh, floating artist, Caulfield Cup or Melbourne Cup for you, Dino? And that's from Legs. Um, well, maybe neither, but uh, I think they're going to tr- have a go at trying to get into the Caulfield Cup via the uh, Herbert Power on Saturday. Uh, so, you know, whether then he'd have to back up. Um, what it would do is if he won the Herbert Power, even if he didn't back up, it would qualify him then for the Melbourne Cup, which uh, he certainly needs. He's 64 in order in the uh, Caulfield Cup at the moment. So he's basically just got to win uh, the Herbert Power. He's just got to keep winning. So that's that's you'll know your fate Saturday there. And uh, if he runs first, second or third, then he gets over the ballot clauses for the Melbourne Cup, and that would get him up the rankings a little bit. But uh, yeah, he's... 
he if he ran in a Caulfield Cup, he's a really interesting horse because he seems to be able to sit on a high speed and he, he just might sit on a horse like Incentivised with four kilos less and run very well. Uh, here's a question for you, Duff, and then we'll come back to Sydney and talk the Premier. But this on Mawanga. Uh, Dave, can you ask Duff uh, if he thinks Mawanga will go to an eagle or a cox plate? And what would you do, Duff, if you had the horse? I don't know. It's a tricky one because, you know, they're obviously... Um, they got Zaki there, but obviously different connections. Um, so I thought he went terrific Saturday. Um, yeah, I'll leave that one to the connections. I don't know what I'd do um, mm. without having hands on, you know, hands on him. I'd be led by my trainer. All right. Uh, let's talk about the premiere then. Mars Crusader. Um Obviously, uh, was the talk of the town. Uh, it was very popular. He jumped favourite. Um, you, you mentioned at the start uh, you were impressed with him, Duff. But what about some of the beaten brigade? What about Lost and Running? That was an improved run. That was an improved run, but he still has to take another giant leap. Um, he he went much better. And he couldn't go any worse, but he went much better. So, look, I think they're all trying to get their timing right. Um, it's still, I heard Glenn say, you know, every, the only time he's ever won is when he's led. Uh, I don't know whether he can lead an Everest. Um, he's look. He, he's he's on the improve, and was encouraging to see him run that uh, that bit much better there on Saturday. I'd, look, is this the obviously the shorts is the lead up. Uh, this horse, Mars Crusader, I said before, he's the timing is perfect. Typical Team Hawks. He took a giant leap in appearance from one run to the next there on Saturday. Just his racing pattern and how the conditions are on the day are going to play a huge part in his Everest chances. Um, so I think, um, yeah, he's in the mix. But it was a bit of a bunch finish. Standout has done nothing for four preparations and he jumped out of the ground on a dry track there on Saturday. He went he went well. Uh, Jonker didn't have a little lot of luck there. Rothfire, we know the story there. And, you know, embraces run out of his skin at weight for age. So I, I think I wouldn't get too carried away with the race, personally, but the winner will keep improving. Um, then have you got the guineas field? I have, Duff. Uh, yeah, 16 and an emergency. Uh, it's Animo, uh, Damien Oliver, Artorias, Damien Lane, Tiger of Malay, Craig Williams, Alpine Edge, Damien Thornton, Captivant, Johnny Allen, Lightsaber, Luke Nolan, Giannis, no rider, Forgot You, Daniel Moore, Coastwatch, no rider, Luke Curry will ride one of the Waller runners, uh, read this morning. Mr Mozart is Jai McNeil, no rider for Daily Bugle, Knightstown, Jordan Childs, Dark Rebel, Dean Yendel, Zarel, Craig Newitt, River Plate, Michael D, Predetermined, Brian Higgins and the Emergency is Hatotsu for Ben Allen. Okay, fantastic, uh, Dino. Thank you very much for that, mate. Um, so uh, that's the field. When will we have the draw? Are they going to draw the draw uh, this the next afternoon? Hour. Yeah, no, the next I think hour. Fair, yeah, I think it's 11 I think it's 11.30. Yeah, yeah, 11.30. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Outstanding. Okay, so we'll have a barrier draw for the Guineas there at uh, 11.30, and we'll bring you that um, a little bit later on when that field trickles through. Um, what about I Am Superman? Uh, Duff, a couple of uh, texts here. Back to the Premier Stakes. Um this horse, obviously, when we when I spoke to Paul Snowden last week, they're very keen on him now, especially uh, since he's been gelded as well. What did you make of Iron Superman? And is he one you really want to follow through his prep? Yeah, it all depends where he's placed. He's he 
he'd never run at 1,200 metres, this horse. And like you said, he'd been gelded, he'd tried well, he'd got to have a dry track. So there's a, he, he's come up really well. Uh, that he proved that on Saturday, and maybe, you know, he, he's an older horse being gilded, and who knows? Uh, that's in a very encouraging start-off race for him, and it's a good stepping stone for, you know, another Group 3 or Group 2 race. I suppose you've got those rich races, like, because my first thought was, gee, he could be a good horse for, you know, because of his love of dry ground, good horse for Perth, mm. like a, a railway, good. but I suppose with the, the gong yeah. and those sort of races, you've got, uh, there's probably Better one of the them premier, worth the same money. Let yeah, yeah probably. the Premier. <laughs> Kieran McAvoy to ride. He'll go back in. to Perth. Yeah. He might think he's the fair Ingham <laughs> Superman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've got Pat on the line. Morning, Pat. Good morning, gentlemen. Look, um, the uncertainties of racing. I did the form on Friday night. I came up with three specials in three states that cannot get beat. One was Riadini on the weight. The other one was Space Boy, Drew Barrier 1 in Queensland over a 1,000 metres, and the other one I thought very elegant, but why would they take it to Melbourne when the race in Sydney was much easier? They must have had high hopes. So I had three whacks. If someone said that none of those three would run a place, what else would you get that none of those three would run a place? Yeah, well, um, I know that I think Space Boy was heavily backed as well. And it went uh, went no good. Um, obviously, very elegant. Um, on the weights, it, it was a... You were, you were saying this on Friday, weren't you, Munns? That on weight, it, you know, obviously Riadini was the one, but it just shows how how races don't pan out the way we think they're going to pan out. Well, yeah, but well, when they were running 10.2 seconds for the first furlong, 10.4 seconds for the second furlong, what chance did the leaders have? Well, but, but that's what we said on Friday right. as well. He There's might have be been pressure. very, very well yeah. weighted, Riadini, but he was he was coming out of races that had suited him, mm-hmm. and he was going into a race on Saturday where he had a horse like Ashman that nothing would lead Ashman, and and I said Friday, I don't know how Jeff Penns is going to hold Ashman in a sixteen hundred meter race, and that's why they ran ten four and ten six. It's all part of the jigsaw puzzle. So the jigsaw puzzle said he's the best weighted horse in the race. And the next part of the jig- jigsaw puzzle is where you start your form and it's the map. And the map looked horrible yeah, as far as yeah. as far as this pressure, considering his two previous way for age runs were a picnic in the park. Uh, so it was just the high pressure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and that's the thing, the, the day-to-day racing... Uh, it good percentage players to be on pace, but the majors there's always so much more pressure, and there was just so many horses going to go forward in that race that it uh, it, be, it just became a different challenge. So. Thanks for your call. Um, thanks for your call, Pat. Um, now add to bring him up. Um, what about Kevin Tari uh, getting the job done there, uh, Dino? Give him and a the slot. Roar- Give the him roaring. <laughs> Give him a slot. Give him the a roaring slot. from Damien. Uh, <laughs> oh, it add to the race. Oh. Didn't he just? He just uh, absolutely roared at home. Um, I guess did that that result surprise you, Dino? Uh, well, I mean, whenever he wins, it's a little bit of a surprise, but not his talent, but just getting into the line. But it was interesting, sort of doing the form that you know, one Damien Oliver had never ridden him, so it was a, a bit of a clean slate. But he'd been trialling him, and he he trialled really well for him. Uh, so you sort of probably thought that Damien would have had a bit of confidence in him, and. Uh, he he was able to get him over the line and win. Uh, it was it was a good effort to do that first up uh, to beat Zutori, who runs well in that race every year. As it uh, does Kemal Parsa, uh, there wasn't a lot between them. And again, that uh, it was 
a competitive sprint race without being anything dynamic. Maybe he can get on the plane to Perth with I Am Superman. Yeah. Well, he, he might be able to fly there himself, I Am Superman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, uh, Dino, any word, there's a couple of texts here about Gold Trip. And I saw an article about Gold Trip that, um, you know, the vets have been, um, you know, in contact, obviously, with the stable. Uh, and Kieran Ma saying in a recent news article that he sort of came over here and he was quite stiff. Um, he's got his chiropractor and physio looking at him. Have you heard anything popping up on Melbourne radio? And obviously, you know, is that a concern leading into a Cox Plate for Gold Trip? Oh, I think, yeah, he's certainly going to be monitored very closely. And I think that... Uh with every day he's got a little bit better and I think that's probably the key Kieran's uh, you know got his people working on him and, and getting to know him and probably the vets have got to watch him every day and probably learn what the you know the, the horse uh, you know what his actual gait is and I don't think I, I don't think things are as bad as they were maybe when they first two or three days so I think it's settled down a little bit at this stage. And just uh, jumping back up to Sydney, obviously the feature race here, the, the Tab Everest. Muns, we've now got, and I saw this article in the, uh, in the press, we've now got a favourite who hasn't had a start for, uh, for many, many months in Classic Legend. Uh, we've also got some spots now opening with Rothfire. So, it, it, look, there's still, you can't really work this race out, uh, really. No, well, he, he'll trial on Friday, Dave. Uh, Classic yeah. legend with Eduardo. Is it Eduardo, so. yeah. So they're both going to so, trial, okay? Yeah, that, they're, they're both going to trial. Well, does that you know, does that surprise you, um, Duff and Munns, that we have a horse that we haven't seen race? We've had all these hot lead-up races with the Nature Strips and the Eduardos, and yet we've got a horse that's only barrier trialed as your favourite, as your current favourite. I'm not going to second guess Glass Bridge uh, no. with his record. Um, he knows the horse like the back of his hand. He's, he's changed tact in the last 48 hours and say, no, oh, OK, I was going to go in there first up. I want to give him one more trial this week. But that improvement from one trial to the next was significant. So he's got a horse, mind you, res- resuming off a bleeding, ta- bleeding attack who he wants 100% ready to go uh, first up. And I think he might be he might be cooking with gas um, you know we'll have another look at his next trial but you have to love his acceleration when he let him go in that trial the other day he looked like the old the old classic legend and the way this early map is shaping up for this tab everest um, he, it it's advantage classic legend with his style and he is three from four first up in his life yep. and his second was in the shorts when he was beaten uh, half a length by Pirata first up so, you know, he, he's, he, his first form's very, very good. Well, his overall form's very, very good too. He's had 13 starts for six wins. But the fact he is coming off a bleed, and a bleed in another country. So he's gone from, he's gone from Hong Kong to New Zealand, from New Zealand to Australia. And, you know, Les was... He would have had to be behind the eight ball when mm. he arrived here. And he said after his first trial, he's just not where I want him to be to be able to go to the races. And the change in Les's, well, reports on Classique Legend after that second trial, uh, I'd say Les hasn't got a care in the world at the moment. No. Uh, with the other slots that need to be filled, any ideas, gents, on... Now we obviously don't have Rothfire. We've got Kennedy, uh, James Kennedy, having an opportunity to pick another horse. I mean, what would you be picking from what's left? Don't know. I, I personally would look at a, at Paul Lely, um, only because he's a stalker. 
a stalking three-year-old rather more so than a speed three-year-old. Um, and and he's got very, very good Ramwick form. He's undefeated yep. at Ramwick. I, I, mm. You know, you, you didn't really handle the, the that tight circle at Kembla. The, the rail out, Rose Hill, wide alley. He still ran on well, but he's kind of come back to Ranwick where he's undefeated and it's a straight run and a cruisy run to the turn. Yeah, I thought, you know, he's the type of horse that had run well, but I don't you know. In the Congo, I think they, their eyes are on a freshen and into the cool more now, but whether they'd be talked into changing their mind, maybe, I don't know. So I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough, as, as probably as soon as this week. We've got John on the line. Morning, John. Good morning, fellas. Um, set weight and penalty races, they're quite uh, simple to work out for uh, when they're age and sex-related. For example, the superimpose on uh, Saturday, you've got the two at the top are penalised and all the males get 57 and the filly gets 55. That's fine. Now, the Turnbull, different kettle of fish. Over the years in the Turnbull, I've just equated the weight to weight parade, see who's best off throw in the class factor and have a selection. But I look at the Turnbull on Saturday, I can't for the life of me find out what the set weights are supposed to be for any of those horses. Looks like a, a quality handicap. So I don't, how do they work out the set weights for those older horses? Um, I'm trying to find I'm the, just trying the conditions, conditions of the race. Of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, set weights and penalties. That's what it yeah, says, yeah. set weights. Yeah, I mean, and they have different for different races too, but it's cumulative with regard to group ones and twos and what you've won. And so, you know, young Verda's run second in two derbies, but he hasn't won anything. So he was on 53 and a half or whatever he was on. Uh, and it, uh, uh, incentive. So that's why very elegant was closer to incentivize. And she would have been at weight for age because she had the accumulation of more than two group ones. So, and he'd yeah, only had the one. I understand all that, yeah. but yeah. My, my previous my previous example, it's straightforward. The males get fifty seven. Um, you know, you can't make it a weight for age plus penalties or horses would be carrying Burnborough weights. But there's no there's no pattern for horses that aren't going to be penalised, say they're five year olds or whatever. There's no strict thing saying they should carry fifty six. It's all over the place. Yeah, but it comes down to how long since they've won a race and, uh, you know, how, how long, you know, some horses go back out of the... If you're talking about... I, I imagine you're talking about the Turnbull Stakes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's some horses there that hadn't won in X amount of time, so they they're actually, they drop out of the penalty range and things like that. So uh, that's why it's... Yeah, it's it's a different weighted race to any other race of the year. There's no doubt about that. Oh, that's right. You know, and... That's why Very Elegant was badly weighted because she went up one and a half to weight for age. So Dragon A was weight for age and the rest were, you know, not weight for age. But anyway, look, it's just, just I've never thought about it before over the years. I just, there's no sort of set pattern, you know. Perfect. Anyway, so I'm still, in the, I'm still in the dark, to tell you the truth. Mate, um, all good. Just pick um, the holes in it and back the winner next year. It must yep. be easy. Oh, I know. I know how to back the winners, Dean, but they don't win. That... <laughs> right. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, turn the light on. Uh, now we've got uh, horses to follow. Uh, we'll come to you here, Duff, at nine fifty-nine. What are we backing? Well, 
the obvious is Gravina, the two of the worst bad beats I've ever seen in the two runs back. <laughs> um, I don't know where he goes now, but um, and you're going to take we, the, we the be, point. We'd be taking unders though, Duff, because yep, of those runs. Yep. Yeah, probably, unless they run him in a hot race. And um, yeah, we'll just see where they put him next. Uh, okay. Luncies, I want to follow Luncies because he's still got on the improve that horse. And there's one for the midweeks or provincials over ground called Olympic Gaze, um, who run run on okay there in, in an unsuitable race there, first up or second up on Saturday. And I'm going to keep an eye out for him if he if he's placed um, in his own grade. Perfect. Uh, Dino, your horses to follow, mate? Uh, I just uh, had a word from... Uh, I've got uh, someone that's uh, going to Werribee regularly. And uh, with Gold Trip, uh, he's looking a lot freer in his action. Hasn't done any work of note, but the next seven days will be uh, important. And obviously, then he gets has to have the CT scan. So that's that for that caller earlier. Um, my horses to follow: Gunstock. I don't know if he'll win the Derby, but I think he can win his next start. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put blinkers on him. He, he just seemed to drop the bit there in the superimposed stakes. Gimme Par, as I said, I think she was in the worst ground in the Coolmore. I think if there was a filly to win the Coolmore this year, to be Gimme Par and Mystic Journey. I thought she should have won the Empire Rose last year. I think she looks better this year, and she was in the worst part of the track at Flemington. She's going really well again. She's back to where she was a couple of years ago. I think Mystic Journey. She's right on song. Munns, your horses to follow. Uh, I'm going with uh, another Paul Perry horse from the first race there, Saquon, uh, ridden differently on Saturday. Was first up 1,200 and just knocked right up uh, off one trial. Came back to 1,000 metres on Saturday. It's just getting fitter. Found the line very, very nice in that first race, which was a... uh, a benchmark 78 a highway. Cepheus, I thought, he returned to form two major reasons. And the, the first one, evidently now he is a dry track horse and a dry track horse only because his first run in Australia at Kembla in the Frosty Rocks race was very good. Then struck two soft tracks and just didn't get interested at any stage. They put the blinkers on and back on top of the ground. He was much, much better on Saturday. And I'm going to stick with I Am Superman. Uh, He gave away, well, every runner in that race had had at least one start this time in. He'd never started in a race less than 1,400 metres in his life. Uh, was in a 1,200 there, and I thought he was very, very good uh, considering he took ground off them the last little bit. He can only be improved. So looking a little bit wider. And uh, just back to that uh, horse of clarity. Mokalua. Uh, it's the younger sister to Maran Pa, who won yesterday at Warwick Farm. Yeah, but, uh, Nash got that one home, didn't he, for Singo? Boys, uh, that's been Punters Postmortem. Have a, a good week. Uh, what have we got to look forward to? I think these all in markets, um, they'll shut up today, won't they, Munns? That are all uh, up. I see we've got Niv- the Nivison open, Herbert Power, Scalacci. Well, they'll, Angst. they'll all remain open, Dave, until tomorrow morning when the acceptances come out the for Saturday. Okay. Uh, we'll have the final field market for the the, the guineas. Uh, the field's out. Dino's given us that. So as soon as the barrier draw comes out, I'd say that market will be up for the guineas. And we've got some good races uh, this Saturday at uh, the Angst, uh, the mm. Spring Champion, the Silver Eagle. So don't forget to tune in to the Golden Path on Thursday night. Still haven't got an ad for it, uh, but uh, it's only the fourth show on Thursday night this series. It's only been on for three years. but um, And we'll have a look at those races on Thursday night. Dino, in regards to the guineas, any uh, any interest there in terms of you've had a, like a long play and you're praying for a barrier? 
Uh, not really. I think uh, I think if Animo uh, draws a reasonable gate, uh, he's obviously the starting point. Uh, I think uh, for most uh, that uh, involved in the race, I think if Lightsaber and Mr Mozart draw uh, relatively well, they'll be the two leaders. So uh, and they yeah, and they're both competitive chances, but they provide a, a reasonable speed. So you'd want them to be uh, yeah, in the right spots to, to roll along at a good speed. And Duff, before we go, I've got to bring this up, mate. I saw on your Twitter. Were you offered a, a share in that horse that won the Ark? Um, I was, well, I get all these emails all the time of these tried horses yes. overseas. Yeah. And I just, uh, I did get it and uh, I disregarded it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't take it any further, but I, 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 the, the name rung a bell to me and I went back through my emails. And, um, you shouldn't do that. Uh, I shouldn't do that. It was uh, Ar- Arvo from Tried and True and he found him. And um, unfortunately, he didn't get a buyer. <laughs> That's unbelievable. There you go, of course. So the Ark uh, won by Torquato uh, Tasso. I think that's how we say it. Um, but um, obviously, like it was. Uh, session, yeah. No, I didn't watch the Ark on, uh, on, on Saturday night. And uh, away we went. Boys. Uh, Catch you next Monday. We're back to normal next Monday, obviously with no public holiday. We'll recap, of course, uh, the Guineas uh, down there in Melbourne and also the Spring Champion in Sydney, and this will all continue on for the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. Have a great week, gents. See you, guys. Thanks. Thanks.